Oh, hello. My name is Samantha Gordon, and you're listening to Lively, Empowered, and Sometimes Zen. I am also the author of How to Be Zen in a Crisis, a practical guide for surviving and thriving during life's predicaments and even a pandemic. On today's episode, we are going to dive into what it takes to write, edit, and publish a best-selling book in a very short amount of time. Now, if you know my story, you know that I finished my book in two months at the beginning of the pandemic. How to be Zen in a Crisis, a practical guide for blah, 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 a whole bunch of keywords. (laughs) It made it to number one on the hot and new bestseller list for stress management and also in, I think it was called personal transformation. But the story isn't necessarily how you would expect it from the outside. (laughs) So I really want to make sure that I'm painting the real picture. And I did have so many messages after I had published my book. Before I had published my book, people were reaching out to me asking me about mindfulness tips and self-care and meditation and yoga and other stress management tools that they could practice to help deal with their feelings of helplessness and overwhelm during the pandemic. But after I published my book, and actually not even at the very beginning, at the very beginning people were like, oh good for you Samantha, you put out a book. (laughs) And then I think it was very shortly thereafter that it reached number one on the Amazon Canada charts and people started to message me for other reasons. Namely, these were aspiring authors who wanted essentially a piece of the pie. And at the time I was like, excuse me, you haven't congratulated me, you haven't supported my book, and you're now in my DMs grilling me and trying to pick my brain for how you can recreate my success because you don't think it was that big of a deal. (laughs) But now I'm like, okay, whatever. People want to know, I'll tell you. This is what it is. (laughs) So the first step is already be an author. Or no, not be, (laughs) I mean in your heart. Already (laughs) Already be an author in your heart. And more than that, and what I really meant to say was already be a writer. So what this means is someone who is actually writing on a daily basis, on a regular basis, and who has for a significant amount of time. I didn't just suddenly wake up at the beginning of the pandemic and go, oh, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to put pen to paper. No. And I will go into that in my next episode as well, all the practical applications of being a writer and my whole career trajectory. But to cut it short, essentially, I had been a professional writer for a very, very long time. And I also had just been writing since I was a kid. My first author award, and it is called an author award, was in grade one or it was called year one because I was actually in Australia at the time. Also, we're not sure if all of these author awards were handed out to all of the year one students, right? (laughs) But it's my only author award up until this point, so I hold it very near and dear to my heart. Okay, so maybe you are listening to this and you are saying, okay, you know what? I have written for a long time. I've always kept a journal. Maybe you used to work at the newspaper growing up. 
and you're thinking, you know what, this is me. What is the next step? Alternatively, you could be hearing this and thinking, no, I wasn't writing coming out of the womb. I didn't get author awards when I was six years old and I didn't even do well in my English classes growing up. So don't despair if that is you. If you have a burning desire to be a writer and be an author, you still have time starting today to actually put your mind and your pen to paper. So for those who don't have that much practice under their belt, obviously the first step is to just write a ton. So in fact, you should stop stop listening to this podcast. I, that's not very good PR of me, is it? <laughs> but I just being honest, you should just get down and write. But if you need motivation to write, then keep listening. Okay, <laughs> research is allowed. Okay, but say you were like me. You always did well in your writing classes. You also wrote for the magazine at your high school. You did your degree in something writing related. And then maybe you worked as a journalist or in corporate communications, what have you. You have a ton of writing experience under your belt and you have maybe 10 author awards from grade three, right? (laughs) Who knows? The second step that is absolutely crucial to not only writing a book, but especially writing and publishing a book in a very short amount of time is you have to have a burning desire. And I mean, this desire literally has to set you on fire because I know it looks easy from the outside and you can look at someone and go, oh, they just finished it in two months. I can do that. I'll just, you know, start it and then it will be done and poof, like magic. No, it actually takes so much work, more work than I could even fathom at the time that I started at the beginning of that two months. Had I known at the beginning of the pandemic when I decided to sit down and finish my book, that it would be as much work as it was for as little reward as it was. Ah, no, I still would have done it, but mm, maybe I would have had some more hesitation. And I don't mean the type where you tell all your friends you want to write a book and maybe even you've written a few chapters or maybe you've even almost completed a draft what was the wrong word there i'll give you a hint this is step three (laughs) we're 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 segueing into step three right now so the word was almost you not only have to have a burning desire you have to have such a burning desire that you are committed to the final result you are committed to finishing there's a wonderful quote that i don't remember how it goes so maybe i shouldn't include it in this podcast But uh, essentially, it's (laughs) something like nothing matters if it's not finished. Okay, that's my new quote because that is definitely not how it goes. But that's the gist of it. Nothing matters if it's not finished. It only matters if it's finished. So if you are going to write a book 90% of the way, 99.9% of the way, even complete a draft. Okay, I'm kind of calling myself out here because I do have two drafts sitting on my computer right now but to be fair that is because of timing (laughs) and that is a different thing I'm giving myself a pass 
But let's say that you are someone who has told yourself you want to write a book, you do have this burning desire, you have a ton of practice under your belt, but you just haven't finished anything. Or you maybe have something holding you back internally, this procrastination maybe from a sense of either fear of failure or alternatively, fear of success. So you have to get to the root causes of what is holding you back, if anything. Because writing a book, becoming an author, is treacherous work. It is so much work. It is all-consuming. It will take all of your energy. And it will cause you to make sacrifices for no guaranteed reward. So in order to write a book, or even any entrepreneurial creative pursuit... You have to be willing to put yourself out there with no promise of fortune and fame. If you are writing a book because you want to make a billion dollars, let me tell you right now, you're in the wrong business. Go into investment banking or maybe real estate development, something else. (laughs) Writing a book is not the path to make you a billion dollars, although I'm still hoping, right? You have to be going into writing a book and becoming an author with a pure intent. And that pure intent should revolve around wanting to express your creativity to the world if you're writing fiction. Or else maybe you have a specific message that you really want to get out in the world. And that is what was the case for me. Obviously, oh my gosh, I had written already two fiction novels prior to the pandemic and I had honestly it's embarrassing if I were to tell you how long I was working on these but actually it's not uncommon because I remember going to a writer's conference and the author there talked about how long it took for her to finish her first novel and the answer was seven years that is correct seven years and even my author mentor who gave me a lot of traditional publishing advice that I promptly threw into the trash (laughs) since I self-published. She also took, I think, six, six years to get out her book. So that was from the initial writing to having it published. And if that didn't just make you curl up into a ball and run away screaming... Um, if you're still with me and you still want to be an author, if you hearing five years or seven years doesn't deter you, well, buckle up, then you might just have what it takes. And that's not to say that you personally are going to take five years from this point to write your book. Again, if you have put in your hours... If you've read that book, God God help me with uh, remembering book titles. I've read so many books and I don't remember any titles of them. I barely remember my own subtitle, okay? <laughs> but that book about 10,000 hours, that is real. You really have to put in the time and the effort. You have to work on your craft in order to be a master at something. Or even just moderately okay <laughs> and finish. That's just the reality. Time and effort will have to go into your writing project that will, on the outside, appear like it was a runaway success. 
and an overnight sensation. Overnight sensations are actually years and years of work behind the scenes that no one sees. And don't get me wrong, for so many years, I was telling people, I'm writing a book. I want to write a book. I want to be an author. I had told them how much I completed of my book. And again, I had been working on this for years. So this was years of me telling people. And I think at a certain point, they were like, okay, Samantha, good for you. But obviously, if nothing is happening on the outside in practical terms, no one is going to take you seriously. And that's okay. It actually doesn't matter what anyone else believes. What matters is that you are committed, plain and simple. And the reason you need that commitment is because it is so hard. And the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of hours per day that goes into it, the amount of just sheer energy and sheer force of will when you would probably want to do anything else but edit your book for the 50th time. Okay, I don't think I did that many edits, otherwise it would have been a lot better. <laughs> but my point is, is that you have to put so much time and energy into your project, into your book, that your book, even though you're very excited and you're very passionate and you have a message that you really want to share, by the 700th time you're sitting down to go over one of these sentences, you are not going to feel passion. And what is going to keep you going is your commitment and your dedication to your purpose and to completing your book, to finishing your book. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I mean, it was kind of funny because obviously my book is called How to Be Zen in a Crisis. And I had an entire chapter dedicated to self-care practices. So you can imagine me up at 4 a.m., editing, reading over, proofreading my chapter about self-care practices when I hadn't dedicated any time to self-care that day because I was so focused on my purpose and so focused on my mission of getting my book out. And to be fair, ambition and self-care sometimes don't go hand in hand. So you really have to take breaks and remember to recenter yourself and I was lucky in that way because my book really centered me again but let, let's back it up here a little bit this podcast episode is uh kind of how my creative process is non-linear <laughs> okay so I know I said I took two months to complete my book and that is true however what most people don't know, unless you've listened to any of the press interviews I did over the course of the last year and a half, is that I actually had already written out what I refer to as my chapter outlines for my book. So essentially, my entire ideation process had already been completed well before I sat down to complete my book at the beginning of the pandemic. So I had actually gone through an experience that not only inspired me, but actually propelled me to manically write out all of the chapter outlines for my book or what is now my book. 
while I was on the elliptical trainer in the gym. This is how inspired I felt. I literally felt like I was getting a download of information of how to be Zen in a crisis and all of the steps, all of the practical steps that one would have to implement in order to take themselves from a space of stress and overwhelm and hopelessness to a totally different state of surrender, happiness, joy, and thriving, a place of Zen. So I wrote out these chapter outlines. Obviously, I got off the elliptical. I was very excited. I'm an excitable person. And that's actually really why I named my podcast what I did, because I think my book title is a little too serious. It doesn't even really reflect the contents inside my book. I did a lot of keywords, okay? (laughs) Don't blame me. It worked, okay? (laughs) I was like, I am not famous at all. Nobody knows me. I better make sure I include a lot of keywords in this title. Like, this title is going to be so boring, but it's going to be searchable. (laughs) So that's, that's the marketer and public relations professional in me. Anyway, so I, there I was, very excited in the gym, felt like I had a bestseller on my hands. Okay, that's not really, (laughs) that's not what I was thinking, but I was like, wow, these steps work. And I also intuitively knew that I was going to make these steps into a book. And up until this point, I had already been working on my other book, which I mentioned previously, the one that I had been working on for years, but I was getting very close to actually finishing and it was just in the final tweaks. It's still in its final tweaks. It's just sitting on my hard drive, just mocking me, but that's okay. Uh, All in good time. I believe that books should be released at a specific time and I don't just say that because I procrastinated. I truly didn't put out that book a year and a half or whatever it was because at that time the world wasn't in crisis and I knew that some people were experiencing predicaments in their life that were causing upheaval but I wasn't thinking that that would be the best book to put out because I didn't think enough people needed it at that time. Fast forward to March 2020. So you can imagine, I had this book sitting on my hard drive. At that time, I think I had called it How to Be Zen When Shit Hits the Fan. And that was its working title. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have this book just sitting here. This is the perfect time to finish it and release it. And when I say book, I mean just the complete ideation and backbone of the book so essentially the chapter titles and with the chapter title maybe one sentence or a couple keywords after that and at the very infant stage of my book let's call it the embryo (laughs) of my book it was literally just the chapter titles and they didn't look exactly as my chapter titles now do But it was essentially the backbone of my book, the life of my book, and a completely formed idea. So a good way of thinking about it is the length of my book had already been decided and I just needed to fill in the width. And that width was so easy. 
it flowed right out of me. And I remember a lot of people ask me, so on a day-to-day basis in those two months, what did my writing schedule look like? So first of all, day one, I went over my chapter outlines and I had flushed out, I believe, just a little bit of chapter one. So a little bit of the introduction had already been started and this was good for me because it really just helped direction and then it was all a blur I have no idea (laughs) I'm only half kidding it kind of was a bit of a blur most of my writing hours were in the complete middle of the night so really starting from around midnight until 6 a.m and I hadn't been nocturnal prior to the pandemic But there's something for me about my creativity that just comes alive in the night. And also, I am quite distractible. So it just wasn't practical for me to be writing during the day. Of course, I tried. Of course, I sat down in the middle of the day and I tried to get out my book. But you know, the mistress of creativity was not awake at that time. She is nocturnal in me, okay? So, and that is a key step into completing a book in a short amount of time. Understand and know yourself. Know your patterns. Know how your creativity comes alive. How can you harness your creative juices? What time do they come alive? When are they able to be embraced? For me, it just wasn't possible to do it in the middle of the day. I had too many friends. I had too many family members. I love to chat and people would message me. People would talk to me. It just was way too distracting to do it during the day. Now, luckily or unluckily, we're going to go with luckily. (laughs) We say, oh, what good luck this happened, what bad luck this happened. But actually, life isn't really like that. Sometimes the bad things that happen end up being a good thing. So because of the pandemic, my work options had really dried up. And this included not just my communications work, but also even teaching yoga on the side because the studios had closed. And at the same time, I knew intuitively that the traditional publishers, well, first of all, even when you're not in the middle of a pandemic, it takes at least a year for a book to be published. And that is when you've already had a literary agent. And because I had spoken to my writing mentor and understood the lengthy publication process and the tiresome nuances and stages of getting published even before you reach the publisher. I hadn't even had a literary agent at this time. I had never submitted to a literary agent because in the fiction world, because I had been writing novels, you have to actually already have completed your entire novel before you submit. And I was very close to being finished, but again, I was only 99% done, if not 97% done. And so that means I had not been submitting and I certainly hadn't already had a literary agent in the nonfiction field, which is totally not even the genre I had been writing in before. Knowing all this, 
and also having a strong background in corporate communications. This is where I had not only my writing background, but also my understanding of analytics, marketing, branding, and overall promotions, which honestly was invaluable. It was fantastic. I really picked the right field because not only did I get to practice writing, but I also got a chance to master strategizing communications and marketing initiatives and campaigns. So I knew essentially I had to do it on my own. And it wasn't even a decision, but I'm explaining this for you now so that it makes sense that I didn't have another option. I knew everyone was freaking out and all of my friends were freaking out. What really put me on to knowing that my book was needed and necessary was my friends who had zero interest in meditation, in yoga, in breathing techniques. They were now messaging me desperate to learn about meditation and breathing techniques and any sort of stress management. I knew I had been a longtime proponent of meditation and a sort of westernized yogi, so to speak. Yogini for the people who know, but I don't genderize myself. And that takes us to the next step is be willing to take on all of the roles to get your book made in a very short amount of time. And I know the world has changed a little bit now, but if you remember back in March 2020 in North America, at least, everyone freaked out and nothing was open. (laughs) And even though I had researched into pandemics of the past and looked into previous timelines, I still had this impending deadline for the release of my book and I think this is so key for finishing and publishing a book in a very short amount of time is if you have not just this fire burning in your heart but a fire burning under your ass to get your ass in gear because this is so essential you really need to have that push and for me it was not even a push it was more like this intense pressure that I felt because I had so many people reaching out to me needing help and I knew that I had to get it out quickly because people were really having mental health crises and I knew I had these tips I knew it worked it worked on me first and foremost this was this was the roadmap that I took to get out of a crisis and I mean throughout the book and because I had the opportunity to experience another crisis and witness my loved ones also going through the crisis at the same time I was able to add in many different elements of how people cope particularly the feelings chapter but that's a whole other story we'll get into that later (laughs) but my point is is that Having that experience, again, really helped me complete my book, not just quickly, but also to get that width that we were talking about earlier. So it really helped me to round out all of the content of the book, not just for my own experience, but for other people as well. The final tip for today's episode is really just pushing 
through the finish line. I remember so clearly it was the night that I had been formatting my book for its digital publication. So this was the first published version of my book. It was the Kindle version. And there was a bunch of annoying <laughs> formatting that I had to do. And I was exhausted. I was really drained at this time. Of course, I was experiencing the pandemic for the first time with everyone else. And I really hadn't been dedicating my time to self-care like I normally did because in addition to writing my book, I also happened to be injured in the middle of this. It was late at night. I had finally eaten dinner and all of my loved ones had already gone to bed. This was quite a common theme because as I said, all of my productive hours happened in the middle of the night. Which sidebar, you have to be willing to put up boundaries with your loved ones in order to create and finish your mission. That's That could be a whole other episode though. <laughs> but at the end of the road, when you're exhausted and you have put in so much time and effort and your passion has all but burned away, what is left is just a flickering of the commitment that you had. And what really propelled me to push through the finish line, I thought, okay, I'm just going to take a little bit more time because I really want to get out my digital version today. I want to submit my book today. I want it to be done. There wasn't really any rhyme or reason of why it had to be done that night. But like I said, I felt the fire <laughs> of pressure and of necessity from other people, people begging for stress management tips. So I knew it was needed. And also, I was just so excited beneath my exhaustion. I was so excited to finally put a book out there because like I said, this was not my first book. This is my first published book that I finished in two months, but this was not my first book. I had been working as an author who wasn't published for years, years. So even though I was exhausted, I had not been putting the time into self-care. I'd been putting time into helping other people do self-care through my writing. <laughs> I was so close to the finish line. I could smell it. And that is why I pushed through. And I made my dreams come true. Go from an unpublished gem to a bestseller on the hot and new chart. And I hope this episode helped you on your journey to becoming an author by no means did this encompass all of the steps that I went through and I will be going through those in my next episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, follow, and share. Rate my podcast five stars or go over to my book and pick it up. Any support to any of my channels or my book lets me know that you want me to keep doing what I'm doing. I can be found at Sambe Zen, so that's S-A-M-B-A-E-Z-E-N on pretty much every platform known to mankind. Okay, stay zen out there. This has been Samantha Gordon. Ooh.